Welcome to the Dreams and Money podcast, the ultimate guide to creating and living your best life. Join me as I talk to inspiring, trailblazing millennials who are breaking barriers and being bosses in their careers and personal lives. Welcome everyone to episode 10 of the Dreams and Money podcast. We've got a really special episode for you today. I have one of the ladies from Vamp UK, Roombi. Uh, Roombi is the co-founder of Vamp UK, which you founded with two other ladies. And Vamp is a marketing agency with a particular focus on women of colour in beauty, lifestyle and entertainment. In my opinion, I'll say the ladies of Vamp UK are the definition of trailblazers and bosses. So welcome, Ruby. Thank you. <laughs> I'll just do a little A. Gas a little bit. I love it. I love no, it. Thank you, you so much. Now, I'm going to gas you a little bit more. So I'm just going to read out some of the accolades and things you guys have accomplished already. So over the past two and a half years to three years, Vamp has worked with a diverse and impressive list of clients, including Disney, Warner Brothers, Universal Pictures, Sony Music, Misguided, Benefits Cosmetics, <laughs> Channel 4, HBO, and many more. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful. How have you guys managed to do so much in, in the two and a half years? Like, it's crazy. It's been a long three years, but it doesn't feel like three years old. But honestly, we've just been blessed. I think we came in with a good niche that was needed in the market at the right time. And yeah, yeah we've just been blessed, I guess. But yeah, it's mad. So you saying all them um, companies back is like, well, we've actually done quite a few things. And that, that wasn't all of them. That was just some of them. That wasn't the complete list. <laughs> that wasn't the complete list, no. We've got a lot more fashion brands there, a lot more music um, people, a lot of lifestyle people as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what your role as, a, as an agency is when you work with these massive clients. What do you come in and do for them and how do you work together? So we've got actually two parts of the business. So we're an influencer marketing agency which, and we manage influencers. We manage exclusively five influencers, which we manage full time. And then we have like a network of influencers where if we have a client and they give us a budget, then we can then reach out into the network and then provide them with some jobs as well. But our actual influence that we manage is five and then a network. And then the flip side of the business is brand work, which is where campaigns like Disney and Warner and all the music campaigns come into where where we go in you either pitch for a film or they come to us with this is the new music or the film that's coming out and we would like you to either consult with the direction give us influencers we do PR for it so all the um, interviews with journalists with films that are coming out we do all of that so it literally depends on the client and what's needed at the time but it's usually consulting PR and marketing strategy with all these people and then the influencer side as well. Oh, that sounds great. And as well for the audience, um, some of the films that you've worked on as well as events are for screenings for movies like um, Girls Trip, A Wrinkle in Time. You also worked for um, If Bill Street Could Talk as well. Yeah. yeah, Black Panther, which was one of the biggest films in 2018, if not in time ever. I know. Well, for me, it was, I'm such a, like a Disney Black Panther fan so that for me that was the biggest film that we worked on so yeah, um, Girl Strip was actually our first movie that we worked on ever as Vamp and so we do a lot of screenings for these movies 
that being your first film that that you worked on to help promote and put in a screening for how do you go in and go in head on and work with such a huge client was was there nerves like did you kind of panic a little bit or were you just like you know what we've got this and you just kind of went in and bossed it I think it's a little bit of both like there's always nerves because it's like you don't know how your vision whether it's actually going to how it's going to turn out so there's always nerves of like okay our idea is actually going to produce results so that's the nerves that come with everything that we do but in terms of actually going into the offices I think because like I said before this is such a niche like we focus on like we're black and we're doing marketing for black people we're going to reach a black audience or people of color because we're black we're so confident and we know our audience because we are the audience essentially so when we're pitching to these big brands it's like we're initially telling you something that you don't know so that's our usp i guess so in terms of actually pitching ideas because and there's three of us so i'm more focused on like my socials are more instagram so i see things that maybe ruby and tina don't see they're on twitter they're on linkedin so I feel like everyone has different focal points that they see. So us three as a whole, we bring in so many different things, so many different culture points that our pitching is always very, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, so it's absolutely. Executing it. Are we then going to get the results that are needed? But in terms of going into the meetings, of course there's nerves, but we're confident in we're doing this for the culture and we know our culture and we know this is needed kind of thing. Yeah, and I can imagine that obviously makes it so much easier because, like you said, you are your target audience. Therefore, you know what you want to see. You know what you find interesting. You know what you would engage in. Exactly. So you've mentioned that you you work as a three. How did that come about, starting a business with your your friends? Where did it begin and what was the inspiration? Um, So we all went Coventry Uni, COV, (laughs) COV. We all went Coventry Uni together. So we met each other at uni. Me and Ruby actually did media and communication. So we were in the same class. And Tina and Ruby were in the same friendship group. And Tina did business and communications. And at uni, we always, oh, you know, you have the ACS and you have people that start their little small businesses like cooking and hair businesses or whatever. So we'd always be like sitting, chilling together like, oh, that's such a good idea if they did this it would help them or if they did this or if they changed this about their plan and then we also helped with like I don't know if you heard of my runway um, yeah yeah, heard runway. Of yeah so we helped with that we was part of the team so little things like that and Ruby and Tina were in ACS little things like that being involved in different events and helping other small businesses or you were like oh we can actually like start something here and at that time Mary Musa she was starting YouTube as well and she's one of our friends so we're like, oh, Mariam, let us manage you. <laughs> and yeah. she did. And for anyone that may not know who she is, she, she is one of the biggest black female social media influencers in the UK. Yeah, she is. So yeah, so we had Mariam, but we're just managing Mariam, started our YouTube. And we just thought, yeah, let's do... At then, we didn't really know it was Van, but we were just literally just helping businesses. And then it's only after we graduated and we went into our full-time graduate roles, we were like, hmm should we do something with you know we used to do this should we do something and call it vamp and start a business that's when vamp's thing but it all started at uni and us just putting our hands in so many different pots and helping other people in their businesses and I guess me and Ruby coming from a marketing background and Tina coming from a business background us three just use our strengths business perspective marketing yeah and that's how we formed vamp and then it just kind of blew up from there and it's it really has flourished so I guess it was like the, the stars aligned 
and everything made sense from like you're saying your your skills and your talents and using that to to launch your business so working with friends how is that because i've heard a lot of people say you know be careful with mixing business with pleasure it can be a little bit tricky how were you guys successfully managing the, the professional side and the personal side and being able to walk both both sides of the fence Ugh. Do you know what it is? I feel like I get why people get really worried about working with friends and stuff because as you grow, people change and what you might have thought, change. do you know what I mean? I get that mm. and it helps that. Because there's three of us, there's always someone that can kind of be the mediator in a disagreement or there's always someone that will be like, okay, I understand where you guys are coming from or not even, might not be a conversation, but it could be like, I'm just calling you to rant. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you've got it out. Let's just keep it moving now. So it's literally because there's three of us, there's always either a mediator or just someone to offload to. And we're actually a bigger group of friends as well. So like we have all our friends that all know us. So I feel like even if it's not just talking to us three, then it's imp- really important to have another group of network of people that you can talk to and trust and that know everyone as well so it's not like yeah. if I'm coming to you and I'm ranting about that person it's not just people that are going to tell you what you want to hear because I could actually be in the wrong so it's literally being level-headed and, and taking responsibility for when you're wrong and being able to listen to people that okay they've done this they've done that but I can't lie you're moving mad <laughs> but like yeah I don't know it might be different working as a two but to be honest as a group, we don't actually argue that much. I have that many disagreements, but yeah. it's always helpful just to know that I have other people that I can go to, or I can go to the second person that I'm not having a disagreement with or whatever. Mm. But at the end of the day, there's a bigger picture to always focus on. It's everyone's business minded, and we're trying to do the best for the business. That's for the, the business. Everyone has to keep focus on the business. So, with yeah. that, how do you? Because I mean, you're three individuals. Sometimes you have. You may have a vision that's different from the other person. How do you guys as business partners make sure that your vision aligns at all times and the goals, you're seeing things the same? Because, I mean, we could be, we could all think we're on the same page, but there, there could be variance and differences in how we see things and how we want to approach something or how we want to strategize um, on a particular campaign. How do you go about that? I think... As time has gone, I feel like some of these things you literally work out with time. It's like kind of like trial and error. You yeah. go through experience and you realise, okay, we should do it this way. Next time, we should do it this way. Da, da, da. But one of the things that I feel like has worked and is really good in our business is the fact that each of us has different roles. So I'm head of influencers, which means anything influencer related, we all do everything anyway, but anything influence related, if... I have an opinion on it, then it kind of has to go my way as head of influencers. Peter's head of strategy. So she heads up all the strategy as a business where she sees herself in the next six months, how we should go about in the meeting, how we should structure certain emails because she's head of strategy. So if there's any disagreements as head of strategy and it's strategy related, then Tina's always going to have the go ahead. Final say. Yeah. And Ruby's head of PR anything PR related when it comes to bringing the journalist and doing all the reports and stuff because she's head of PR anything that we're disagreeing she's always going to have the final say so I feel like having set roles and knowing people's strengths and where they come in is a really good way to settle disagreements because that kind of covers all our bases as a business so influence yeah. PR and strategy so if there is a huge disagreement ahead it's always going to be the one that says this is how we're doing it or sometimes it's literally just two people agreeing and it's okay you both agree so I guess I'm the odd one out 
yeah, <laughs> so I guess um, a majority rules in that in that sense. Yeah, but I think it's really important just to have structure and knowing people's strengths. Yeah. So just moving on a little bit, you guys, you know, have already listed some of the massive clients you've worked with. How have you actually managed to do so? Um, so let's say if I was somebody that wanted to come into marketing. Um, yeah. and hopefully one day work with these amazing clients that you guys have successfully worked with before how would I go about that and just building those relationships and making them my clients how have you managed to do so oh it's been a long road like when we first started <laughs> it was literally like dry calling we would find say we want to work Estelle Lauder would find Estelle Lauder building and you know that's a big building so we don't know we're just calling the main reception. We don't know who we're going to call. We don't know who's going to answer. We're like, yeah, can we speak to the head of marketing, please? And it's just the reception. So like, who are you? Why do you want to mm. speak to the head of marketing? Do you know what I mean? So it's literally, sometimes you get lucky and you get passed through. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, no, you can't. And we'd be searching emails on Google, searching emails on LinkedIn. So if you're starting, don't ever think that anything is too hard or don't feel entitled that you're going to have to do, go the extra mile because we had no contacts to start with. We literally had to find the contacts from Google, LinkedIn, sending emails that bounced because... Yeah, just emails. starting from zero, starting, starting from, from a blank sheet. Honestly, like even um, Girlship, how we got it was... Ruby saw an advert or she saw the, the trailer of Girl Strip and she called Universal. She's like, do you guys have a marketing strategy for the film? Because we know we're a black agency. We think it's going to do really good in the UK. And they were actually like, no, we actually don't. You guys come in and pitch. That's wow. Yeah. So you and really have to just put yourself out there. You just have to put yourself out there and be confident. And bear in mind, we were not even six months at that point so it's literally just know your strengths know what you're trying to do and just go for it but don't think you're entitled to anything and anything is below you if you're starting from the bottom you literally have to work your way up and if you do know people that can connect you then great but if and you if you don't just, just make it happen even if i think sometimes we're scared to look like like a big you don't exactly. want to be that person like you're calling 10 times you're emailing 10 times and nobody's oh, answering man. you call center we have a thing that if you follow up follow up again after two days follow up again after the next two days if you have to change the subject line change the subject line <laughs> and you just you'd be surprised like literally the last two weeks i think you know, at the beginning of lockdown because we kind of had to re-strategize our a whole strategy because our main business focuses on screenings and movies and stuff and with cinemas being closed we're like okay let's rework our strategy and focus on lifestyle brands so beginning of lockdown we did a huge email out to loads of brands and didn't hear nothing back last week i literally changed the subject line a little bit and i started getting responses so it might literally be your subject line is not catchy enough you have to rework that or you've got the wrong email so it's literally don't think oh i've emailed them once i've emailed them twice i'm annoying them now no <laughs> yeah and, no. and sometimes you just need that reminder like for instance even when you're at work and you've got you know a million emails in your inbox and sometimes somebody may just email you the second time and it just kind of reminds you it may have been on your to-do list to get back to them but you just completely forgot because you know things got on top of you but just that second email reminds you and you will you know then get back to them because it's now at the front of your mind again exactly that's literally that's literally, and I always send out emails like either Friday late because I know everyone's gone home. So if I'm sending my emails on Friday, maybe they'll catch it Monday. I'll be at the top on Monday. Or if I send it first thing on Monday morning, 
Do you know what I mean? I always yeah. think like where I want my emails to be placed when I'm sending them. So that's another little tip, I guess. That's a tip. Yes, I'm, I'm going to keep that one. Um, <laughs> so what are some of the top three tips you can give us for starting a business? If there's a few things that you wish you'd known at the beginning, what, what are some of those things that we can take on board? Um, well, first thing is literally just start. If you have an idea, just start. You don't actually have to have anything concrete. You don't have to have a lot of money behind you. You don't have to, even if it's just starting a social page or even if it's just, and write it down. As long as something is in your head, it's literally just an idea and it's not going anywhere or tell someone about it or send your first email or make your deck a deck is basically like a um, presentation about you that you can go in and pitch yourself whatever I don't know what business you're trying to start but it's literally just start because I know a lot of people that I've been thinking about this for five years sis (laughs) (laughs) if you started it five years you don't know where you'd be now oh Um, you're speaking you are preaching right now because I know for myself even just starting this podcast is something that I had in my mind to start but as a blog and I just never did and I was thinking about it for the first year the second year and eventually it's like if I started (laughs) two years ago I'd be so much further you know like so it's you're you're right just start (laughs) run your race honestly run your race and once you're running you can run at your own pace but you need to actually get in the race do you know what I mean Mm. so just start that's my first advice and my second thing is just don't be too hard on yourself literally we started thinking we're going to be mostly beauty focused most of our campaigns if you count them it's probably maybe three that are beauty related if that and that was like yeah we're going to go in and change because as black females we thought we know the beauty industry the most like they're not marketing to us as black women let's go penetrate it but that didn't work out for us so you might start with one goal and think this is where I'm going to be this is where I'm going to fit in but things change and just be ready to adapt be ready that things might not go as planned Thing, but it doesn't mean you're not going to get there that can that's still what we're trying to do we still need to get in the beauty industry like but mm. just don't let things not go in your way put you down and think oh well it's not working because you can find other gems in your path like we did now we do music and like no, lifestyle basically and we're still heading to the beauty we're still trying to get there but yeah, yeah but there's been a new world that's been open to you because exactly. you're open to redirection yeah it's actually yeah, be open to everything and just know like you have to adapt in anything basically and my last one I think is don't let a bad day or a bad week or a bad year define you just keep going just learn from the mistakes learn from the bad days and pick yourself back up because again if you let that define you you're going to go back to square one where it's like oh, I've started now I knew it wouldn't happen and you quit and then you hear someone else's story three years ago this happened to me and this happened to me and they kept going and now they're a billionaire or whatever they are Do you know what yeah, I mean yeah they, oh, they've succeeded because they didn't yeah. give up everyone has bad days like so don't let your bad day or bad month or bad year define you because everyone has them you've literally just got to keep pushing that's what my business advice would be because it's tough it's tough out there and what are some of those challenges you, you guys have faced i can imagine it's not being hunky-dory and peaches and cream all the time can you share some what are some of the lessons you've learned along the way and some of the challenges you've had to overcome um, i think our main one is literally just people taking us seriously because we go in and we're just three young black girls i mean we're 25 26 now we go in like these big offices and these big meetings these big boardrooms and we're just like three 
black girl smiling, <laughs> walking in. <laughs> yeah, this is how. This is what you guys should do. Da, 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 da. And it's like the last two years has been draining. Obviously, we had our successes, but you know, when you know your value is more than what these brands are putting on you, or sometimes you go in with a pitch and they're like, mm, no, maybe we should just go in this direction. And it's like, oh, but we know what we're talking about, and I think that just comes from us being young and being just three black girls that were not the usual people that they see or what they're used to and our approach is different they're not used to it do you know what I mean do you feel like sometimes because you are young black women they may not have confidence in you and they don't have confidence that you will deliver and you know what you're talking about yeah definitely <laughs> definitely that's and then that's our biggest strategy because like, how do we then let them know because surely our work has proven itself time and time after again and don't get me wrong like some brands are amazing and they trust us now and they give us the reign to do what we want and think but then in some other aspects we're going to meetings after meeting after meeting after meeting and they're still not giving us the trust that we feel like we deserve and we feel like we've proven ourselves but then again it's like in those situations again we're just growing and I guess it's building us to be stronger and be more resilient and lessons are learned from everything but the toughest thing has been just keeping going when you feel like yes this one is definitely for us we definitely know what we want to do and then hearing someone tell you mm, well and then yeah like your ideas are being knocked down yeah or not hearing back and you're like yeah you first you get an email like yeah everyone's like yeah they're so excited they're definitely gonna do it and then you hear nothing and you're like oh maybe and then it's silence as we think it was do you know what i mean that's yeah. been the hardest yeah how has that then affected you guys as individuals and as professionals like do you feel like it's you having to prove yourself so much has knocked your confidence or it's pushed you to want to prove to prove them wrong even more I think it's definitely pushed us like we're really like we're lucky I guess I don't know how it would be if we was by ourselves because we have each other and we're all strong in our own rights like we either have a little down moment and we're like, oh, okay, we'll have a down day. But there's always that one person that'll be like, nah, guys, you know what? Don't worry about it. That's why I feel like it's so important to just have a good team around you. Even if it's not like us and you have three people and you have two people, just have someone that can pick you back up and keep reminding you that keep going. Yeah. What you're doing is right. You're in the right direction. But it's therefore just, just giving us motivation to keep going and keep pushing because if it's not you, you're going to see us doing it with someone else and then you're going to feel like, oh, maybe we should have done it with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like maybe they were onto something actually and maybe we exactly. should work with them. Exactly. And I feel like that happens in everything. Like you hear people's stories about how like they went to this one person and they got rejected and then, then they went to another person and they became big. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's pointless almost just getting down about your knockbacks. You just got to keep going because you can't yeah. succeed in anything. not every meeting is going to be successful but it's just it gets tiring and you're entitled to have them days when you're like oh do you know what I mean yeah I get the sense that I guess you guys as a group obviously you know you you support each other but there's now a sense of confidence is, is, is what I'm getting across and knowing the value that you bring to these brands and the value that you the expertise that you have and, and how much value that that has period definitely I feel like that's always been like from the beginning when we didn't know the ins and out of the industry and 
know how we should just how before now we're in the industry and we kind of not even kind of we know how brands work and we know how certain teams work and we know how to all the ins and outs and the logistics of the business when we started we were just like okay this is our usp we're going in as three black women and that's our strength we know what we're talking about because we know our audience so i feel like that's carried us always and now we have that strength of we know what we're doing we're three black women we know our audience and then now because we've been learning now we have other strengths of actually knowing the industry even more but i feel like it's so important to have your usp from the beginning and know your strengths so if you know your strengths and you know your value from the beginning of your business even if you don't know how your business is going to pan out but if you know this is where i fit in this is my niche this is my audience and this is what i'm going to do then you're good just know yeah. your strength and i feel like we've always known our strength from the beginning so that doesn't change in all the last three years, our strength has always been the fact that we are three black women and we know our audience and we know what's missing. So the confidence from that, it just carries us always, I feel like. Yeah. Have a strong USP from the beginning and know where you fit in. That's great. I love that. Um, um, yeah. It's interesting that we're having this conversation now, just at, in this time frame that we're in as a society. A lot is going on right now, from mm-hmm. coronavirus to Black Lives Matter being at the forefront to yeah. people being pulled up on past behaviours and treatment of Black women. A lot's been going on. But um, I just wanted to highlight, so Vamp UK released an open letter to brands just recently addressing the fact that a lot of brands have been, you know, stating that they stand in solidarity with Black people they stand for Black Lives Matter and they support us. But as a brand, you decided, no, that is not good enough. So we're (laughs) going to call you out and ask you to not only say you support us, but support us in action. Um, Why was that important? And can you tell me a little bit more about what was kind of in that letter? Um, I think from us, it was literally just, we don't want it to just be a picture and you're just following a trend there's a bigger picture have you really understood what we're talking about and I think our frustration or the motivation to write that letter came from seeing a lot of brands that we've tried to have conversations with in the past and nothing came from it and it's like you had the opportunity three two one year ago we've been in the business for three years you could have come to us a year six months even if it nothing came from that initial meeting we could have been that brand to help you why has it taken conversations to happen for you now to be oh yeah we support but do you really support because if you did then your whole platform will showcase it and you wouldn't have to be standing there saying we understand or we're learning because we came to you trying basically give the same message that everyone is demanding right now kind of thing so I think and you wasn't hearing it then you you wasn't trying to support us then you wasn't saying you're about us then so why now that you're being pulled up on it let's just put a bit of pressure on them brands in the hopes of okay we're still here (laughs) if you need us it's not even like us in general it's just literally we've had this conversation with a lot of brands so you just stating that you hear us is not good enough and it's yeah. like wrong for us to just not say anything I think we just kind of felt like it's our duty to just to do it I guess it, it makes so much sense that it was your brand you know that does say that because you you stand for black women specifically and your whole aim as a brand is to, is to support black women and to support the community and to put it forward and to make sure that it's included in in everything from the entertainment industry to the beauty industry um what do you think the future is going to look like do you feel like it's 
for some of these brands is genuine or do you feel like they are saying they stand with black people and they support black lives matter to shut us up or is it like a genuine interest in in supporting us i think some brands generally do mean it like some brands generally do mean it and they're gonna look in their teams and see where they need to make changes like 100 and some brands are literally just riding the wave of let's see where this goes like let's just do our bit and see where it goes and i kind of feel like that's where it's our responsibility to keep the move not ours as vamp i mean us as black people and as people to just keep it as not just a one month thing and not just as like oh that was the hype during lockdown towards the end of lockdown we need to keep the momentum going always in every and we need to make the differences in our life that's going to keep it as a constant reminder because otherwise if we are not fighting for it it's not really on the fourth you got to remember all the brands they're just going to do whatever they want to do and it's for us to keep reminder like we haven't forgotten Black life still do matter for them to like be held accountable. So I feel like some brands are literally going to make the changes that they need. And for other brands, it's for us to keep going to make sure that they don't feel like it was just a phase and now it's over, we can go back to normal. Because some brands are literally treating it as that. Like, let's just do our bit and it will be forgotten after a week. Let's just, yeah, we'll we'll post a couple pictures on our Instagram with black girls and Mm -hmm. we'll just go back to normal after that. And I think it's really, what you said was really important about we have to not treat it as a phase that happened during lockdown, but something that we stand behind now and forever. We have to stand behind the movement now and forever if we're going to see change across the whole board. Um, and, And we have to stand strong in that message and not suddenly go quiet we do have to continually speak up otherwise once again it would then be a conversation that was just a conversation that had no actions behind it exactly exactly i have so much confidence in it though i feel like everyone's been doing such a great job so far i'm just praying that the movement carries on because if anything i feel like it's a teaching moment like a lot of people just are not aware so it's like mm. what they're doing on purpose. It's literally like an educational moment. So I feel like it's very, it's literally our job to keep educating. I don't, maybe not our job, but I feel like we just got to keep educating and keep penetrating. And this and is our pushing. time. Yeah, I'm really like, I'm confident in it, but we've just got to keep pushing. Yeah. And, and keep being loud about it. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Like, and as they say, you know, you have to strike while the iron is hot um and yes i like that (laughs) and and not give up i mean it is tiring it is tiring to continue continuously have these conversations it is tiring to be the one that is oppressed but also you Mm -hmm. still have to be the teacher you have to be the activist Mm -hmm. um however if we don't fight for ourselves nobody else will um so in terms of like this, the social media world and the influencer industry, what do you think the future is looking like and what direction are we heading towards? It's still a pretty new industry. Like it's maybe 10 years old at the most. Yeah. If that. I feel like it's going to go more video based. Like I know everyone's doing more IGTV, TikTok's coming around the corner. Um, I feel like everything is going to be more moving images more than stills that's the direction it's going to head towards and obviously the influencer market is literally just beginning so I feel like it seems like it's not but the influencer market is good for like another five to ten years in my eyes and I just feel like for anyone that's looking to become an influencer don't think oh there's already too many influencers out there because there's so many different touch points and I feel like there's so many like when you your fashion industry they've got marketing 
influencer marketing down to a T. But I feel like there's still so many different industries that hasn't tapped into the influencer marketing world yet that they're going to come about and that's what's going to keep like the influencer marketing world going. Yeah. Fashion does evolve into something else, but other people are still haven't touched it yet. And and I feel like, especially with beauty and marketing, I don't think it will go anywhere because essentially I feel like we've always had influences, but just in a different way. So yeah. b- before we had the, I guess, new ways influences, um, you know, we had the Paris Hiltons and the Kim K's who were the influencers before the new age influencers. So potentially that will really never go anywhere. And it, like you said, it, it is a growing industry that can sometimes feel a little bit saturated and yeah. overwhelming. But do you feel like that there's definitely still a gap to be filled? There's in- definitely a gap to be filled. And I feel like you've got to remember there's, I don't know, X amount of people in the world and we feel, probably feel like we're saturated and that's one of the things that right now I'm trying to work on for Vamp as the influencers I want to get someone else that's not so similar to me Ruby and Tina because all our influencer the, the people that come up on our feed are the same because we follow the same kind of people but I'm pretty sure if I was to go to Manchester or Leeds the influencers that they follow are going to be a lot more different to the ones that we see in our timeline do you know what I mean so I feel like it's saturated but I think we also feel like it's saturated because it's the same community if you expand yeah. that then you'll meet new people and then also age as well like you see the younger generation and then you have the 25s and up and then you have the 30s and up not so many 30s and up but there's different ages as you're growing you've got to remember people are coming in the different ages to feel it as well yes and absolutely there's different types of makeup. I feel like it feels saturated because you and your friends probably look at the same influences because you have the same type of look or mm. you like the same thing. But another group of people will have different types of influences. It's literally just, yeah, yeah, I feel like so many different networks and so many, we definitely need to expand and discover them because I know they're there. <laughs> like you said, you guys manage influences. For somebody that's wanting to go into that world and is thinking about it, what are some tips that you can give them to, one, to get into that industry, two, to build their following and to, I guess, expand their network? Um, I think Instagram is good. Definitely Instagram is good. But TikTok, TikTok, thriller, all them apps and all them social platforms that are coming up, make sure you're mastering them as well and make sure alongside building your Instagram follower or if you if you have a blog, maybe it's Pinterest, I'm not sure. Um, just make sure you're also focusing on the other platforms so even if it's just posting the same content and you're focusing because with brands right now it's like they look for tiktok followers and they look for instagram followers so make sure you're handling all your socials and consistency this is my tip all the time consistency is so key you can't grow a following if you're not consistent because then you just look like like me like i post once every three months or something you can't engage with an audience if they don't feel like you're going to give them content so if you want to be a content creator make sure you're producing content and make sure your content is good quality that doesn't mean spending loads of money on a new camera or whatever but just know i'm going to be consistent if it's posting every two days or it's posting a video once every week once every two weeks just be consistent and stick to that and know the audience you're trying to go after. So know your audience and engage with them as well. That's my last one. Engage with your audience. So you're growing, you're following, but don't be that person that's just like, yeah, you guys are following me. But engage with them. If they're engage messaging, with them. Yeah, if they're messaging you, they're commenting, make sure you're replying to the comments. You're doing polls on your stories. You're showing them stuff, doing swipes up. You've got to be, you got to think, 
who do I follow and why do I like them? You like them because they're engaging and they're giving you content that you like and, you know, you like their personality yeah. and stuff. So be, be engaging and be consistent. That's my top tip. And the new one is just make sure you're covering bases on all other platforms because, like I was saying, we don't actually know where social media is going, but platforms like TikTok are booming right now. So make sure as your Instagram following is growing, make sure your TikTok one is growing as well. Okay. I think you've just kind of said it all now. Um, <laughs> and in terms of with that world, as much as it's a good thing to go into and to be an influencer, there's so many negatives that come with it. Can you maybe share some of the things that people would want to avoid or be weary of, of doing to just avoid maybe being in hot water for something they may post or something that's politically incorrect that they may say? Ooh, I don't, that one is so mad because I feel like you can literally offend someone in anything in these days because there's religion, there's there's so many different touch points that people can get offended, animals. So that one is such a hard one because you'd be surprised at some of the things that people be complaining or angry about in like our girls' DMs. You've just got to know that comes with the job and it's the territory. Obviously, yeah. your choice, not, not your choice, it's then up to you to know when to address something or when something is just people being very people. emotional and being people so i feel like just understand that that's going to come with the job obviously be mindful of what you're saying and don't be insensitive insensitive to like certain topics that should be obvious that this is a mad topic for me to be talking about so i should <laughs> be yeah. careful on how i say but if you do happen to say something and you didn't mean it that way or you said something and someone is just being sensitive themselves, then it's literally just knowing that this comes with a job and there's definitely going to be times when you're going to have highs and lows because you don't know how to deal with it or you didn't mean for it to come across that way. And now you're, you're really in your feelings and you're upset because you've offended someone and you didn't mean to. Do you know what I yeah. Mean? So I think th- th- thick skin is a major key in that yeah. industry. 100%. Yeah. And take the time off. I always say to my girls, if you're having a bad, take the time off. I'm such an advocate of switch your phone off. No one's going to die. Do you know what I mean? We're not saving lives. We're not doctors. Like, so if you need the time then switch your phone off and just regroup because don't let social media drive you mad at the end of the day. And then another thing I just thought of whilst um, you're talking is that there seems to be a massive gap in terms of male influencers. Or maybe yeah. I'm just not seeing them. Maybe they're just not in my view because I don't follow them. As you mentioned earlier, sometimes you feel like a market is saturated or um, empty because it's just not in your in your view. Where are they? <laughs> they, are, they are there, but it's true. There's definitely like a huge gap between female and male influence. There is. And most of the male influencers tend to do, I don't even know if you can call them influencers because they do like comedy, they're on YouTube. They're YouTubers more than actual inf- influence. I don't know. I guess it's all there from like Love Island reality TV shows. But I have seen some male content creators trying to come up. I don't know whether it's like, again, I guess that's why we focus on women because we're women and we understand what it's like to be a girl. But as males, I don't know if it's a different thing where the guys don't really follow other males or guys don't <laughs> really want yeah. advice or life advice from males. I know there's like podcasts, there's guys that do podcasts. There's, so maybe in the male influencer world, it's not so much Instagram and content based. It's more, or not like picture content, it's more YouTube and podcasts. Podcasts. That's where I'm seeing them. 
so I, I feel like there is such a big gap i want to see male influences on misguided boohoo yeah, man i want I, 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 ones i don't, I don't want to see the ones that are coming from like because majority of those already have somewhat of a following already. I just want to see like yeah. homegrown young influencers, black male influencers specifically, kind of mm. go in and just take over that industry because there's money to be made. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a conversation that we need to all start having now. Because, And I know there definitely is some content creators that I guess the following is not there yet. So they're still growing. So maybe in the next year or two or three years, that's when we're going to see a rise in them because that's definitely been a gap and the gap's been there for so long but it's yeah. hard for me to speak on because that's not my my strong point you know what I mean but I'm yeah, with you I'd want to see a lot more male content creators because I just I really wonder whether it's whether it's guys just don't want to follow other guys like I don't know but then I, you I, can I, have someone on from yeah my aim is I'm gonna go out and try and and look for a male black male influencer specifically and have them in the podcast and I have a few so I'll send them to you actually I have seen a few so I'll send them to you and then I'll be listening to that podcast so I, I oh, really thank want you to as well. no problem okay so before we put an end to this we're gonna do question time with norms that's what I'm gonna call it from now on this is gonna be a few questions that the aim of it is you answer them as quickly as possible I'm stressed, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, what is your favourite part of your job? Uh, just flexible time. Being able to work where I can work and fitting in my daughter. That's my favourite part. Oh, that's nice. Um, advice to my 16-year-old self would be? Uh, my advice would be people's opinions are nothing than just opinions like don't take what people say to heart don't take it too seriously you keep doing what you want to do because at the end of the day people are always going to have opinions what has been the biggest attribute to your success so far i think black panther oh nice okay so so working on that project has propelled you guys to the next level yeah i think that because that was such a big film for like the culture and it was like yes like we, yeah. yeah for me personally yeah no, and, and that was big. Like that, that was amazing. So you guys did amazing there. Um, okay, so what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for my family, and I'm grateful for having a great team. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. What advice would you have given yourself before you started the brand? Ah, oh, you can't please everybody. So at some point, just know you're gonna let someone down, and it's okay if it means you're taking more time for yourself if that makes sense so always put yourself first and don't worry about letting sometimes you're going to have to let people down and that's okay okay and that's it that that's the end of question time thank you Woo, thank you i'm sweating, man. <laughs> sweating. <laughs> no you did thank good. you, you did really good. i really enjoyed that thank you so much Oh no, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate you taking your time. I mean, you're a busy lady. You could be doing a million other things. Thank you. And again, thank you to the Vamp ladies, even though they couldn't join us. You guys are doing such an amazing job of representing Black women and standing up for us and pushing us forward to make sure that we're represented, that we are at the forefront of um, working with you know brands and, and just being represented as a whole and make sure that there is diversity. I truly appreciate that you guys are looking and working to address the lack of diversity in, in entertainment, in the fashion and well and the beauty yeah. industry. So it's I mean the work you're doing is so important and just yeah just keep doing it. 
Thank you. And that goes to you too. Keep doing it. Thank you. Thank you. you. I can't wait to see who else that you keep having on the show and I'll be tuning in. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll be continuing to do it bigger and bigger and have more amazing people like yourself. So thank you. I mean, I'm inspired, like looking at what you guys are doing and how hard you're working. So, you know, like you never know who's watching you. So just again, thank you for all the work that you're doing. Where can people find you? Where can we follow you on your socials? Um, so Vamp UK is our Instagram. We just made a new Twitter. I, I do not know where that one is. But <laughs> okay. our Instagram is Vamp UK. So you can follow us on that. Uh, my social is Rumbi Love. Thank you. And I'll make sure to put all their socials in the description box. Thank you for listening. Once again, thank you, Rumbi. I truly appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode. If you've enjoyed this one, please make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Let me know what you're enjoying about the episodes. And of course, share it with your friends. And I will catch you on the next episode. Mm